for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi, and welcome to Living Life. My name is Mike Lee, and I'm so thankful that you can join us. And I pray that God would encourage you and guide you on the path that He has marked out for you. Um, you know, I remember when I was younger and I was watching uh, the Super Bowl, and what it is, it's an American football game uh, where the two best teams uh, face off against each other. And uh, one of the teams, they were winning by a lot. And as they were on the field, um, they caused the other team to fumble the ball. And one of the guys on the team that was winning uh, picked up the ball and started racing down the field as fast as he could uh, to get to the end zone, which is where you score your points. Uh, as he was running, he was probably out of breath uh, because you have to keep in mind that these were uh, defensive men. Uh, they're not known for their speed, uh, but they're very big and they're very tall. And as he's running, uh, before he got to the end zone, he started celebrating uh, because not many defensive linemen uh, get a chance to score a touchdown. But as he was celebrating, he didn't realize that the opposing team uh, was running as fast as he could uh, and he was on his blind spot and he was able to knocked the ball out of his hands and prevented him from scoring. And we see here it's an important lesson that we don't celebrate too early, and we'll be looking at that in the passage in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 50 verses 11 through 20. Because you rejoice and are glad, you who pillage my inheritance, because you frolic like a heifer threshing grain and neigh like stallions, your mother will be greatly ashamed. She who gave you birth will be disgraced. She will be the least of the nations, a wilderness, a dry land, a desert. Because of the Lord's anger, she will not be inhabited, but will be completely desolate. All who pass Babylon will be appalled. They will scoff because of all her wounds. Take up your positions around Babylon, all you who draw the bow. Shoot at her. Spare no arrows, for she has sinned against the Lord. Shout against her on every side. She surrenders. Her towers fall. Her walls are torn down. Since this is the vengeance of the Lord, take vengeance on her. Do to her as she has done to others. Cut off from Babylon the sower and the reaper with his sickle at harvest. Because of the sword of the oppressor, let everyone return to their own people. Let everyone flee to their own land. Israel is a scattered flock that lions have chased away. The first to devour them was the king of Assyria. The last to crush their bones was Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. I will punish the king of Babylon and his land as I punish the king of Assyria. 
But I will bring Israel back to their own pasture, and they will graze on Carmel and Bashan. Their appetite will be satisfied on the hills of Ephraim and Gilead. In those days, at that time, declares the Lord, search will be made for Israel's guilt, but there will be none, and for the sins of Judah, but none will be found, for I will forgive the remnant I spare. Uh, as we continue in the study of Jeremiah chapter 50, uh, we find ourselves uh, listening to the prophet Jeremiah talking about the fall and the destruction of Babylon. And God had used the Babylonians as an instrument of judgment and punishment upon the Israelites because of their sin and their refusal to repent and turn to the Lord. God had told them that if you don't, uh, these things will happen. And sure enough, uh, all these things had come true. And so God decided to use the, the Babylonians who were enemies of the Israelites uh, to inflict the punishment that he had promised them. But as all this is going on, the Babylonians were very proud of what they were doing. Uh, you know, you can imagine you know, having your enemies um, at your feet and they are described as uh, a cow that's just prancing along in the pasture or a horse that has, that's carefree and you know, doing whatever they feel like. Uh, that's kind of how the Babylonians were described in this passage. And he, God is now saying that those days are now over and that it's time for them to own up for what they did. Uh, that even though God allowed them uh, to do these things, uh, He's saying that it's not right for them uh, to feel like they had done this by their own strength or that, um, that all this happened because they are a great nation. This only happened because God allowed it. And so uh, the defeat of the Babylonians would be vengeance for God. And the Babylonians to the Israelites were, if we were to put in today's terms, they were like a big bully uh, to the Israelites. You know, they would push them around. They would have their way and force them to do things. And the Israelites were too small and weak to stand up to these Babylonians. Uh, I don't know if any of you have had to encounter a real-life bully, uh, but for myself, growing up with an older brother, sometimes I felt like he was a bully to me because he was older than I was, he was stronger, uh, he would use sometimes uh, psychological tactics uh, to make me go into submission. And basically, I, was, I felt like a slave at times, forced to do whatever he asked me uh, because he had that edge over me as a younger brother. And for the Israelites, they were in the same position. They couldn't do anything because they didn't have the numbers and they didn't have the strength. But most of all, God was not allowing them and God was not on their side to do, to revolt uh, against the Babylonians. And now this uh, once great city, the Babylon, would now come into destruction. And Jeremiah had prophesied. He said that the Babylon will become a great city. But later on, that will all come tumbling down. And it is just like he described it. And here, it's the climax of the book. And we're seeing here 
uh, how all this is building up and now they will come down and the Israelites will finally be set free. And they have that in their sights and they know and they can taste it and they've heard about it. And for, the, for Babylon, it's basically what goes around comes around. And all the things that they did wrong were coming back to them. And God was going to do exactly um, what He had promised to do to Babylon. And He was bringing judgment uh, upon that nation. And uh, for the Israelites, even though they were being punished for their sin, God had not forgotten them. He still remembered and He loved them. And they were still His covenant people. And because of that, He was not going to neglect them or forsake them. Uh, and so God would triumph over, over Babylon and their gods. And for all this, this brings consolation to Israel, that they receive comfort uh, knowing that even in their wounds, uh, even in their pain, uh, that God is working, that God is bringing justice uh, upon His people, uh, that they will no longer uh, be the brunt of all this harsh treatment. And I hope this brings comfort to you as you read this passage, that uh, whatever hardships that you're going through, uh, that God has not forgotten you, uh, that God sees, He knows, and that God is going to work in His time and not according to ours. And we need to just be patient, and, but we need to be faithful in following and listening and doing as He commands us. And I know that in the season that we're in, it, it doesn't seem like there's light at the end of the tunnel. But I do believe that we will reach that point very, very soon. And it's up to us to make sure that uh, we don't look to the world, that we aren't just listening or, or following the ways of the world, um, but learning from these Israelites that justice will come, that God who promised to be with His children, to be for us, not against us, and that we will let His Word speak to us and be our, our food, our manna, uh, and our guide for this day. Uh, in this passage, we find hope uh, for the Israelites that their suffering and pain uh, will soon come to an end. And most of all, that God has heard their cries and that God was going to bring judgment uh, to those who are inflicting uh, this pain and suffering. But also that we should take courage, uh, in, be encouraged knowing that the sins of the Israelites were forgiven by God. Uh, that after all the, the consequence that they had to endure and suffer, uh, that now all of that was ending and uh, that they can go back to uh, being who they are and worshipers of God. And may that be, be encouragement to us that no matter what we are going through, what we've experienced or what we've done, that if we confess our sins before God, uh, that we can be forgiven. Uh, so let's pray for that. Uh, God, we just are so grateful uh, that you listen and that you are in charge of all things that are happening. And we just pray that we can just offer ourselves up to you um, as living sacrifices. Pray that you mold us and shape us uh, to be made into your image. We love you and we thank you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Let's go.